Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. Hello and welcome back to Being Miraculous, a podcast by Shweta Shivraman. For those of you tuning in for the very first time, Being Miraculous is a podcast to inspire to live life to its fullest through my journey of self-discovery. Miraculous is a derivative of the Greek word meraki, which means to do an act with complete willingness, undivided attention, and wholehearted devotion. This podcast is a reminder of how we're not alone in this journey and on the simple things we can do to make this life a memorable and a beautiful experience. Hope all of you are safe and sane indoors with the pandemic and the ongoing lockdown. A lot of you know I've been an advocate for mental health for a while now. We often neglect our mental health in our daily hustle and forget how vital it is for us to thrive and function. The month of May has been celebrated as the Mental Health Awareness Month since 1949, and this year, May 18th to 24th, is being celebrated as a Mental Health Awareness Week. So, in the spirit of creating awareness and removing the stigma against mental health, I have with me two stellar speakers who do some inspiring work in this field. Who are going to speak to us about combating internal battles? Dr. Paris is a life leadership coach and works as a private practitioner in the space of mental health and career goals. His tagline is "Inspire self, empower others, and transform generations." Our second speaker for the day is Ekta, who is a spiritual coach who practices astrology and numerology. She blends coaching and astrology in a unique way to work with people. Thank you, Paras and Ekta, and welcome to the Being Miraculous podcast. Uh, thank you, Sir Shweta, for having us here. I'm very, very happy to be in this space. I keep hearing a lot of your podcasts, uh, Shweta, and they're highly inspiring. And thank you so much for inspiring and empowering humanity at large. Thank you. Thank you for those kind words. I think while the brother and sister duo are successful coaches individually. Both of you, I think, came together to create a non-profit organization called Tavamitram. Would you like to share with the listeners your journey and how Tavamitram came about? Uh, well, sure. You know, Tavamitram is a not-for-profit CSR. You know, under IIUEF, that is Inner Universe Education Foundation. So, Tavamitram is a Sanskrit word that means your friend. So, it is. Um, non-judgmental platform uh, which is created purely for mental health awareness so on this platform you can be yourself uh, we created this space from uh, compassion care and contribution so i would say uh, we offer group a uh, free group coaching services uh, for building confidence and self esteem both locally and globally in the areas of mental health right right and looking at this pandemic we we decided to come up with a free certification program which consists of 12 videos with quiz aiming to reach 5 million people in 5 years currently in 10 days we have already reached more than 750 people signed up for the program wow that is quite impressive and i think that's a very tall order as well and i'm sure it's going to be a beautiful journey Thank you once again for being here. So, let us probably start with breaking down the topic. Uh what do you mean when we say combating internal battles? I think uh 
internal battle refers to many things. When we are born, we are connected to our body sensations. I'm talking about before the pre-verbal and pre-cognitive stage. Everything we learn are from our intuition and body sensations. But as we grow up, we tend to think and get convinced to what is told to us. And also we tend to live in a confusion to follow and live up to the expectations of others. You know, there is a constant internal chatter between the real self and the projected self. And one tends to get influenced by and feels guilty and sad and nervous and shame and anxious if unable to reach the expectations set by the internal critical voice. In fact, many even struggle to communicate as they feel there is no permission for them to be themselves. That internal struggle makes a person internally very weak and fragile. Just for an example, a belief could be, I should be a good mother, a daughter or wife. And when I don't like to cook sometime or I don't want to serve the food, which basically contradicts the basic assumption, the person starts living in stress and anxiety. And also it leads to various dysfunctional negative emotions. And it's not only for the women, but also for men. I should be strong man. That means it doesn't allow the person to be vulnerable or to express himself openly to his partner or to his loved ones. True, true. I think what you said about the conflict between the real and the projected self is so true in today's world. Especially when we are, you know, in the world of social media, where all our attention is focused on projecting, uh, you know, a perfect version of ourselves and our lives, uh, it is so far away from what is actually going on internally. Yeah, true. Let me give you an example of Radhika's story. This is a story uh, which is uh, which doesn't have any context of any of my clients, but just to share with you a story, Radhika aims to be a good mother, a wife. And her basic belief is I should be a good mother and a wife. And and that belief of the internal critical voice telling her that you should always be because your mother has been, your grandmother has been. So it is through the transgenerationally, this message has been transferred like a hot potato. So she internally feels so obligated that she tends to follow it without her own permission. She wants to get approval from everybody that, hey, you're a good daughter or daughter-in-law or maybe mother. And feeling internally sad, nervous, sinking feeling. And I think this constant internal chatter leads to a lot of incongruency within the self. And that's the reason I bring this, the real self and the projected self. So many men and women today, because of this conflict, suffer from low self-confidence and self-esteem. Let's talk about these popular movies, Bollywood movies. I love Bollywood movies because they teach a lot about culture. I think popular movies like Tamasha and Zindagi Na Milegi Dubara or Jab We Met or Three Idiots, they talk a lot about how do we need to fight today or fight back our internal battles. 
Okay, I do not say, uh, you know, when you say listening to yourself, that means to destroy something. It talks about being open to yourself, what you really want. And today in this pandemic, people are in crisis, not just because of the external events. It's also the association of the external events to internal fears filled with their own demons of criticism and fear and shame leading to anxiety and depression for many of them. While a pandemic is a black swan occurrence, uh, this identity crisis must be happening to us on a regular basis. It's just that without all of the distractions in the external world today, uh, all of this is coming to the fore. So in most cases, we are, not, we are probably not even aware of the struggle within us. Then how does one cope with it? I think uh, currently Ektana, we're doing a lot of crisis counseling and the age group that we are working is from 25 to 38. And there is so much of chaos. A lot of the fears about, I'm, I'm doing my startup, I'm taking my risk, will I succeed? You know, I don't want to fail. You know, I don't want to, you know, go back to my dad's business because I really fought with him and told him I want to create my own identity. And there's so much of this self-conflict and looking for validation outside. You know, it is important to connect to ourselves today, to bring that congruency between your thinking, feelings and actions, and also to give yourself the permission to be you so that you can connect to your true self. Not just like the DDLJ, a very popular movie, actually gave us, you know, it was very popular because of last dialogue, Jaz Simran, Jilia Pnizindagi. Do we really need that today from the external world? Or can we be more self-sufficient, self-preservative to say that, no, I can account for myself and my decisions right. can go wrong or they can go right. But can I account and learn from it and live a life that I'm supposed to be or I want to be? Correct, correct. I think that's a very powerful point that you brought across in terms of giving permission to our real selves. Oftentimes, I think we're not even aware of what truly is our real self. So how can one then go about finding that congruency within themselves? You know, to uh, Shraddha, to answer your question, uh, let's let's connect with the example what Paris uh, gave us in the beginning, Radhika. So Radhika within herself, you know, doesn't feel okay. Now she battles between or within her internal critical voice and no voice. Right. The moment when she starts giving herself the permission to connect to herself, I'm sure things change. Now, so from the above story, I would like to say that we human beings, we have tremendous capacity of self-healing and personal growth. And for that, uh, we mainly need three factors. Those are genuineness, acceptance, and empathy. So let's let's understand what I mean here by genuineness. So genuineness is, uh, you know, I mentioned is you're open to both positive as well as negative emotions. The negative feelings and thoughts, they are not denied, but they are worked upon. Similarly, by acceptance, I say, the individuals are accepted for who he or she is without any prejudices, without any biasness, 
or you know any kind of judgments purely from the space of conditional positive regards and empathy yeah. i would say that the person is being listened to and understood with compassion not only by self also by by others right right i think that point that you mentioned about embracing both positive and negative emotions with uh, you know complete acceptance is is very beautiful but you mentioned something about unconditional positive regards uh, so what is the difference between them okay so um, you know famous humanistic psychologist uh, carl rogers you know believed that humans have one basic motive and that is the tendency to self actualize So, what is self-actualization here? Let's understand. You know, it is to fulfill one's potential and achieve the highest level of human beingness. Right. A person can achieve whatever he or she wants in life. So, Rogers, you know, further believed that um, that we need to be regarded positively by others. We need to be felt valued. We need to be respected, treated with affection and love. and for that he has given us a clear distinction between unconditional positive regards and conditional positive regards okay so let's understand the difference between the two so conditional yeah. positive regards are when you've been uh, you know positively regarded or loved or appreciated for not who you are but you behave in a way what others like you to behave for example if a you know a child is being told if you score 95% then you would get that bike or that right. bike or you know sometimes the child is being told that uh, you know if you keep mum for next one hour i'll give you a cookie or a chocolate so if you notice here a child is not love for who he or she is but is positively regarded because they because the child is behaving in a way that the parent is approving of So, to my observation, a person who constantly seeks approval or validation from other people is likely to have experienced only conditional positive regards you know, during their childhood from their parents or from their teachers. Right. And on the other end, let's understand what is unconditional positive regards. So, it is a space where you are accepted and loved for what you are, for who you are. Your positive regards—they are not withdrawn if the individual makes a mistake or you know does something wrong. So what happens? Uh, the consequences of it is the person feels more courageous, uh, feels uh, you know is is more creative, uh, can take uh, decisions on their own, and they are accountable for self. Right. And this may further. Uh, You know, result into stronger self-belief. Right, right. And I can see, uh, Shweta here, people who are able to self-actualize, you know, right. are more likely to have received unconditional positive regards from others, especially from their parents or their childhood. Very interesting. Very interesting. Thank you, Ekta, for bringing out that beautiful distinction between conditional and unconditional positive regards. So, am I right in assuming that self-acceptance can completely bloom only from a space of unconditional positive regards? Um, 
a brilliant thing that you pointed out absolutely you know when an individual exercises from the space from the space of unconditional positive regard you know it can be observed that his or her self acceptance level is on the higher end right the individual accepts his or her habits looks abilities skills shortcomings now he or she is not judgmental about self is highly compassionate about herself and you know and forgives if there is any kind of past history or is easily able to let go of things to a larger extent no right. shit always uh, you know believe in one thing and i always say you've got to be mindful about what you feed in your system daily is it a demotivating dialogue or is it an encouraging statement right right and i think that makes all the difference right uh so so what would you say are the tips that people can follow in terms of uh, completely accepting themselves for who they are uh, how do you go about the journey of self acceptance it is a beautiful space to really explore and you know there are certain tips that i would like to give um very very important is uh, we individuals we all need to celebrate our strengths and at the same time also accept our weaknesses maybe i am i lack something it's all right give myself the permission it's okay right love myself you know develop that kind of compassion towards self forgive all kind of past emotions you know which may include guilt anger shame regrets and you know that be perfectionist drive that we have which leads to self critical behavior the most important is giving ourselves the permission to be imperfect it's all right it's okay and just to link the thoughts with the current pandemic situation we have most of us we have may have realized the importance of community so why not go ahead and develop relations and bond with people around us right right i think uh, having chosen perfectionism for most part of my life i think i completely resonate with embracing imperfectionism and also develop a compassion for oneself uh thank you for bringing that out uh, so how can one practice this congruency on a regular basis i think that congruency is about checking within you how is your thinking your feelings and actions are attuned to what you wish to communicate with yourself So so some of the tips that we could look at is listen to your internal fears your internal demons and talk to them you can't run away from them for long because when they come they just come very very big than you or they're much bigger than what you could think so it's it's good to talk it's good to train your brain because the moment you name it you tame it right yeah. so express yourself maybe stand up for what you feel is correct and also learn to account yourself so that you can get over from the guilt and regrets in life at a at another level i feel connecting to self is very important by daily meditation because meditation is one of the powerful ways to talk to yourself or yoga and other self reflective exercises could be or journaling your your conversation your thoughts your fears even your stress 
Okay. Also, the real self that we're talking about today, who am I or what is me? Let's not just put a definition to it. Let it be a journey to unlearn and relearn by taking risk and accounting self. Thank you, Paras, for those beautiful steps. I, I think we always keep chasing to identify and define our identity into, you know, I am dot, 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 and period, and sort of box ourselves into that. I think what you brought out was beautiful in terms of uh, looking at who you are as a journey and evolve over time. So if I were to take, uh, you know, three people to raise out of this in terms of identifying that congruency and fighting that inner battles, it will probably be one, to converse with your internal demons on a regular basis, two, to sort of stay connected to ourselves through meditation and journaling and self-reflective exercises, and three, in terms of unlearning in our journey of discovering who we are. So thank you for sharing those insights on how we could go about combating our internal battles. So tell us, how is this uh, associated with the Tavamitra project? How is it linked? And what is it that you're doing in Tavamitra project to deal with this? Sure, uh, Shweta. You know, in this pandemic situation where lockdown and social distancing is must, I'm sure a lot of us may have experienced our void and inner demons. So to combat those battles, purely from the space of unconditional positive regards, we have come up with a campaign, My Mental Health, My Priority. Right. Uh, uh, Paris, would you like to tell us more about this campaign? Uh, sure. So, so the first question is, what is this campaign all about? And why do I need to share it with all of you? What is in it for you? Well, whoever is listening right. today. So Tavamitram is your friend. So we... We are aiming at uh, my my mental health, my priority with um, can I account for mental mental awareness as one of my main priorities today because that's the need of the hour. So the other question many people ask me that, uh, Paris, how come you're offering this free? Uh, I would like to regress back to many years ago when me and my sister were struggling with mental health issues and we felt that we need support. And we did receive support, but I felt it's important to give it back to the society to contribute. And so this particular program has, uh, it's a screen certification program, which has 12 power pack videos, which covers a lot of areas on mental health, like stress, depression, anxiety, uh, self-management, and also psychological games and many other theories and concepts, which could uh, make a person well-equipped with uh, mental health awareness. And towards the end, you get a certificate. You can also tag the certificate and be proud about your own self. It's not for us, it's for you. And I believe right. we want to reach 5 million people with five, in five years. And that's only possible when we, when you share and when you like it, you share with many more people and get that smile on everyone's face. Right, right. I think I think that's a I think it's a beautiful mission both of you are working on and I'm glad to be a part of it in whatever small way I could. Uh, so for all of you listening to us out there, it is uh, Uh For all of you who are curious to delve deeper into your awareness of mental health, this is an investment you will not regret. I have personally tried their lessons; they are interactive, easy to follow, and are in depth in highlighting what symptoms we must look out for while keeping a check on our mental health. I strongly urge you to go through them and be well equipped to deal with any internal strife that you have gone through in the past or are currently facing with the pandemic. Thank you so much, Paras and Ekta, for inspiring us with your vision and sharing your insights 
on how we can combat our internal demons to tap into who we really are and unleash our fullest expression of ourselves. Thank you so much. Thank you once again. Thanks, Shweta. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. That is all from our end today, listeners. If what we addressed resonated with you, and if you believe that it can actually help your friends, family, or loved ones transform their lives for the better, do share the podcast so that more and more people can benefit from these insights. Here's hoping that this episode helps reduce the stigma commonly associated with mental health, and that we can talk about it more openly and progressively to lead better lives. This is Shweta Shivaraman signing out. Hoping you have a fabulous week ahead. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट